AKA Patters, welcome to episode 476 of AKA Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. I'm your host, the pop culture pope, Spicy Taco, Peter A. DeLuca, creator of Uzi Suzy, Charred by Fire. Uh, right now, you can catch Wildcat on Indiegogo. And during the day, uh, I, I bounce around Philly. I am an IT consultant. But I grew up. I grew up loving movies. I grew up watching movies, obsessing over movies, reading endless articles. For example, let, look, I know we're talking Predator. We're winding down our Predator series. I also have no idea what I'm doing after Prey, our next episode, 477. But I just came from this uh, Ocean City, Maryland annual guide trip. Uh, you know, we were expecting more of a turnout, a lot of the... A lot of the dudes either had to leave early or couldn't make it last minute, uh, including a flight that got canceled. And, you know, we've all been hearing about these uh, flight cancellations. And, uh, yeah, during this trip, I am reading and rereading the making of, say it with me, Kevin Costner's Waterworld. That's right. The, uh, the uh, at one time, the highest budgeted, most difficult movie to make in Hollywood history that has somewhat somewhat stood the test of time uh so many people like that i think more people like Waterworld now than than they don't and i believe that's the same scenario with our previous movie predators for episode 476 and also Pre- uh predator 2 got uh you know time's been well to those two movies avp not so much avp Rec- requiem not so much and this movie the the Predator. The, duh. I almost want to say D.A. Predator. Like, duh, Predator. But this is The Predator, directed by Shane Black. Written by Shane Black. And we have Hollywood legend lore rolled right into the name Shane Black. Because if you've seen Predator 1987, the beginning of this Predator run, Shane Black is in that fucking movie. He's one of the guys. He's, he's one of the lay survivors. He gets killed by the Predator. And uh, then he embarks on a screenwriting, filmmaking career. We know him for Lethal Weapon. The other guy, not not the other guys, Nice Guys. We know him for Iron Man 3. His filmography is, it's there. And this might be a Hollywood first. Now, I know Christopher Reeve, right, guy involved with the making of Superman 4, Leonard Nimoy, William Shatner involved with some of the later Star Trek movies. Um, you know, even Jonathan Frakes directing Star Trek. But I don't think we've seen anything quite like this. I don't think we've seen almost like a bit role. Like it, it just a, a role in the movie. And that movie becomes a giant franchise. And, and someone in that bit cast that's not headlining the movie eventually makes his installment of of said movie and kind of you know like we have to say we have to say one positive thing about the predator this movie swings for the fences and it does take everything that we've learned about the predators uh it takes it in and it filters it now it's a blender it's bad it's 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 a bad bad haze uh, it took me about three times on three separate occasions to watch this movie. I know I say you have to watch a movie more than once just to discuss it. I, You know I say film criticism, court, film review, film theory is D-E-D dead. Am I contradicting myself? 
by saying, it's difficult for me to watch this movie. I'm going to sit down and talk to you all about it. No. Does this movie have good ideas and and it's there? I mean, it really expands on the previous installment, Predators. 2010, by the way. This movie came out in 2018, somewhat recently. 2010, eight years later, we get this follow-up of the Predator War. The, there, there's a Predator Civil War happening between those two movies. And it's one of the coolest ideas that they ever could have had. And this movie falls somewhat in the same category to why it's not in, interesting, just engaging why, like just, just on an engagement level as Requiem, AVP Requiem. It takes place on modern day Earth. And you might, you know, again, like, you know, um, you know Predator 87 technically takes place. Same scenario, but it's too much of Earth. And there's too many characters that that we just don't connect to, that we don't care about. Too many of these characters are trying to be a character. And it's hard for us to follow and get behind our protagonist, Boyd Holbrook, right? Right? Is it, I don't know the guy's name. I, I really don't even know uh, who is our guy. Who's our, like, uh, Quinn McKenna? That's, like, that's <laughs> Quinn McKenna. Quinn's a great name. But no, and we just don't really get behind anything in this movie. We got Olivia Munn, who tries to drop some good quips uh, in her fashion. Because she, she does, you know, like, she is funny. Not Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. I get my Olivia's mixed up. And this movie is just maligned for, like, basically the end. People hate the ending where they reveal a predator hunting predator suit. Now, this is very similar to the Transformers franchise where the humans are almost, like, leveled up. And from movie to movie, um, the Transformer franchise becomes human survival. Now, this also echoes what's been happening with the Resident Evil, Paul Paul W. S. Anderson movies. You know, I believe those are six going into, what's it, Resident Evil Apocalypse or is it Resident Evil Final Cut? It's something like that. But no, it's it's like this idea that, um, that, that we're going to have the means and the technology to fight this 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 evil, this demon that's been uh, uh, basically torturing the human race since the beginning of time. It's a cool way to wrap up the movie. It's just not there, though. Like it, people, I don't think a lot of people like the design for this. I don't think people like the, um, the approach like the way how the Predator Civil War folds into this movie, and I and I hate hate to say it, but the human characters and, and what these people are doing. I mean, we we got Thomas Jane with like Tourette syndrome running around as, uh, you know, we we got Keegan Keegan Michael K Keegan Miggle K that he's hilarious. He's in this movie, but it's like it, it, there zero impact. You just drip, drift off while you're watching it. Uh, we have a autistic kid 
controlling predator technology uh, it doesn't play off as cute and, and wonderful as it does in Iron Man 3. And putting a kid in the Predator franchise, it, you know, somewhat is a callback to Aliens because we do link these two franchises. It's just a ton of ideas, bad execution, bad flow. The payoffs aren't there. When the Predator starts killing, he's just killing people in the lab. We really don't want to see that. And, yeah, I mean, this is the Predator potentially is a franchise-breaking movie to the point that we do get Prey and we get this uh, this desire or this direction, this attempt to go as far away from what these other movies were emulating as possible. And Prey does that. You know, people say Prey is like back to basics or whatever. It's, It's totally not. Prey is something new of its own for a reason. Now, this is very similar to Spider-Man, like Homecoming versus Spider-Man 3, or Civil War versus Spider-Man 3, Batman Begins versus Batman and Robin. Uh, I will even argue Man of Steel versus Superman Returns. There's something to, uh, you know, to where, like, we don't have to continue this anymore. It's so bad you broke it, and, and we just have to restart. I'm sorry, but we have to restart. That's a lot of the attitude in this movie. It's a bad legacy by Shane Black. Uh, you know, this movie did cost $88 million. It doesn't look it. And really, at the end of the day, these characters aren't doing anything interesting. You're not behind any of them. And we have too many characters. And that, that side has nothing to do with being a Predator movie. Like, Predator movies only can have limited characters. I mean, we saw we saw in Predators, I mean, there's, there's a million people running around that movie. And they're all freaking in the uh, jungle. So, no, people. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just move on to Prey. Um, if, if you're just curious on a little bit of an expansion on the Predator Civil War, uh, that's also a point that so many people missed with this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see, again, like, it does use everything that we know before. There is a chronological, there is a canon, so to speak, that this movie does try and pay off on. It just doesn't, and that's probably why it breaks. But calling this movie The Predator, I think the advertising campaign, freaking awesome. And, uh, yeah, so there we go. Everyone, Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pads Audio Audacity Podcast, we are wrapping up our Predator run. I'm so excited with episode 477. We are talking Prey. And I'm just going to jump into Top Gun and then Top Gun Maverick. We're going to just, I just thought that while we were talking, might as well do that because, geez, I, uh, Top Gun Maverick, Maverick, I enjoyed that movie tremendously, but I did want to talk about it. And we might do The Batman, right? We got to talk about Batman, but I would like to kind of do Batman and Robin and The Batman kind of like back to back. People, rock and roll, I love you.